All right, so this is episode three of Electric Skatecast. This is your host, Jay Grand GR, with my co-host, as always, official Terminal X. Happy to be here. Round three. Round three. Uh, so big week. <laughs> yeah. Big week. Uh, there was quite the shell shock. Uh, Boosted posted a heartfelt message to their community. What they say is heartfelt. I think it was a little lackluster, to say the okay. least. We'll get into that. Um, but they they laid off everybody, basically. They're running mm-hmm. Skeleton Crew, um, which is interesting. Yeah, where to begin, man? I mean, there were rumors of this. I think Verge posted an article, what was it, a month, two months ago? Yeah, I mean, we predicted it. Right after that Verge article, I kind of said, as soon as Boosted goes down, there's going to be someone out there that's going to get a hold of their factories or intellectual property or something and start releasing stuff yeah yeah this is going to be a a small mess to say the least for a lot of people um, on both sides of the situation you're going to see a mad dash for spare parts and accessories you're going to see people jacking up the price and reselling yeah. them. you're also going to see people selling boosted boards because they don't feel like the value on the in the brand is there anymore yeah um because one of the things that we've talked about for years is is how great boosted support and warranty uh, services are and with those being gone now you have a very okay electric skateboard yeah it's 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 not a it's not what it used to be uh there was someone that posted a uh post on reddit recently um he it was when he bought his v2 i think he had some issues with his v2 mm-hmm. and sanjay wrote him like a personal letter and like called him and like made sure that everything was working and you just that didn't exist for the last year when the new CEO took over. Yeah, and I, th- it's tricky, man. When you start getting an influx of emails and you get dozens and dozens of emails a day, the ability to remain person to give that personal touches becomes increasingly difficult. So I I understand um, longer wait times as a company grows, but I think there was more to this story than all oh, we were overwhelmed with customer yeah, support issues. As well, they even and there was the, there the was a lot of. Uh, there was a lot of discussion on the boosted subreddit itself. Mm-hmm. Um, someone mentioned that on their LinkedIn page, uh, boosted stated that they had 140 ish employees. Uh, who knows if that is a hundred percent accurate information that mm-hmm. I'm just going off of what this, uh, specific person posted, but basically 50% of that was engineers. So R and D troubleshooting programming, mm-hmm. all those engineers, and that alone is like 15 to 20 million in salary every year. Yeah, that's nuts. That's a little excessive. Even and, half that number is a little excessive. Yeah. And if you break that down into number of sales that they need to have every fiscal year, it's like 20 to 30,000 boosted boards. Wow. Assuming that they're making, give or take a couple hundred bucks, about $500 per board. They, I don't think they're, well, they're definitely not making that much after the tariffs. Not after the tariffs, no. I mean, that's that was probably V two, when there was no tariffs. They mm-hmm. were they were probably making somewhere around five hundred dollars. Now they're just they got nothing. Yeah, and it's right at the end of the fiscal year, so it's and that number makes sense. And that number is just to pay their engineers, right? That that's just include... to pay the engineers. Oh, so Lord. you also have your customer support, your human resources, your help desk people. You have all these other departments that were probably like three or four man teams. And then you have a team of 70 engineers just doing their own thing. Yeah, man. And, all, and then you've got marketing. You've got their boosted ambassadors, which, to my knowledge, got paid hourly. 
um, as well yeah. as a commission. They were and on those. top of that, they Boosted would shell out money for like pizza and mm-hmm. things like that, so yep. that they could support their communities. Yep, uh, they would do college campus visits. I mean, on paper, man, they had a, they had a great they had a great thing going. Yeah, I think they just they gambled and lost big on the scooter. We talked about that in the first episode. Gambled, lost big on the scooter. Uh, the tariffs. I mean, you kind of got to plan for that stuff sometimes, but the the tariffs shouldn't have sh- should not have sunk them if they hadn't done um, other bad business yeah. practices. And I, I, I think a lot of it had to do with the initial resignations from all those high up officials. Do you think they saw the end coming? I think whether they saw the end coming or not, they were all senior members. And mm-hmm. you think there would be a sign that when your senior manager goes, all right, I'm out. I don't have any reason, but uh, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, especially with the number that resigned. I, I think it was a a mix of between changing of the guard and a last hurrah for those that were left to. I think they persuaded some people in some interviews to be like, "Hey, want to join Boosted? Like, read all these news articles. Look how great we're doing and all yeah. that stuff." So I think they managed to to grab some last minute executives who thought they were going to pull a a hail mary and and take this from a. Uh, yeah, a successful company egg. to a to a Fortune 500 or something. Exactly, but like you said, 70 engineers that seems excessive to me. I mean, it's 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 relatively <laughs> excessive, I would say. <sighs> most most other companies, to my knowledge, have maybe three to five engineers that are developing. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see how those were divvied up. And I mean, I, I would like to even, I'd like to see more than that. Yeah. How, how many were, were going to the app? How many were going to battery management? How right. many were for the scooter? How many were for the skateboard? God, that scooter must have cost them a fortune. I yeah. Well, imagine. and I think the scooter was a big part of that downfall. Oh, man. I think they, they broke out of their shell too early. Mm-hmm. They got out of touch with their customers. Yep. Um, there was even a lot of people complaining about like they had race car drivers, like, advertising boosted boards and scooters and stuff. And it's like, that has nothing to do with race cars. So I, I feel yeah. like they were very out of touch with their community near the end. I mean, I think, I think the scooter came out around the time that the whole Lime and bird scooter craze went on. It was huge. Yeah. And I mean, Lime and bird relatively still huge. I mean, they're still in many, many States. Obviously they slow down mm-hmm. uh, in the winter time. There's a lot of States that, Probably I don't. don't use them as much as in the winter. New York, Chicago, places like that where you're not really going to see them as much with right. the weather. But I think I think well, this is not to get off topic from Boosted, but I think Lima Bird. I know they're bleeding cash. They're bleeding cash like crazy. They're, they're, yeah, they're in the same boat. I think. I think they're even worse, and I I don't see how they can be sustainable in terms of people just destroying scooters and them having to get replaced all the time. I don't see that as being sustainable, but that's a different subject for a different day. More to the point of the scooter, I think it tells me that if people don't care about scooters that are a dollar, if you're going to try and convince somebody to spend thousands of dollars on one man, ooh, you're, you're fighting a major yeah. uphill battle. They sh- they need Boosted needed to attack the budget companies that were already going after their skateboard brands, right. not introduce an even more expensive product for people that aren't already persuaded. If they had come out with a budget scooter... Now we're we're cooking with something a little bit, yeah, I right. think. Um, I mean, relatively, uh, or not relatively, but to that point, uh, the Mini S and the Mini X, I would say were pretty smashing hits. 
those things were all over the place when they came they out. They were all over the place. And I think it was because people were like, oh, this is just a more portable version of the board that I already love. Right. So why wouldn't I hop on that? Yeah. And the big issue with the scooter is it's something new. And, and they tried portable. to do it at the same scale as their current lineup. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the issue. I think if they had come in small, worked their way up, get through some influencers, mm-hmm. uh, did the whole viral marketing kind of thing, and not wasted a bunch of money on promos and right. paying race car drivers to advertise them and things like that, they probably would have been a little bit more successful. But I'm also not you know, the most business savvy person. I don't run Boosted, but... This is from a layman outside of the industry. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm sure the cost of goods sold for that, that rev with all the overhead for all the R and D, um, all the factories, I'm sure it was just, I'm sure it was just asinine. And if they had, they had like you suggested with their, how they did with the boosted mini or something more, um, uh, just like a smaller step away, um, in terms of the product, um, a different variant of the electric skateboard. I mean, just slap a handle on a, on a stealth or something or, or slap. Alter- <laughs> look, look or, it's a, it's a electric scooter. It's just a stealth with a handle or big wheels in. or something. Or, uh, man, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's so many different electric skateboard variants out there now that they could have, yeah. they could have gone off of. I mean, imagine if, and this is all hypothetical. Imagine if sure. boosted had a all terrain board, how successful it probably would have been. Yeah, man, game over for a lot of companies. I mean, there's so many budget boards or Chinese brand boards, mm-hmm. Backfire, Ohm board, mm-hmm. Raw Day. Everybody has an all-terrain board. Yep. And if Boosted had tried to tap into that market, they might have been a little bit more successful than with the scooter. I think you're right. I think the the then reason you save on a lot of R and D. Yes, a whole lot. I think the reasoning behind the scooter, and again, I'm going to be the devil's advocate for a second, was hey. Not everybody knows how to ride a skateboard. Not everybody thinks they're cool enough or surfer guy enough to ride an electric skateboard. But a scooter, these are common. They're all over the streets. They're more, um, they seem to fit in more with the average person's wants and needs for a a portable electric vehicle. So they thought, let's make a really high quality one that fits with our brand style, right? High quality, good support, um, really well done product. And voila, here's this thing that's extremely expensive and weighs 50 pounds. I think they missed the forest through the trees. Yeah, they they did. They definitely missed missed the bullseye. I think with the scooter. I mean, even if they had gone into a technology that was like electric unicycles, like at least those are okay. A rising thing. Like people want those. Yeah, their range is insane. They're fast. Anybody can not anybody, but almost anybody can hop on it and ride it. Mm -hmm. It's not like a skateboard. You you can pretty much stand on it, lean forward, and you go. Now that doesn't make you an expert. You see sure. rider, okay. but at least you can ride it and it's not as intimidating as a skateboard once you get on it. True. And we'll come back to the electric unicycles at some point, I'm sure. At some point, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're controversial and also, um, I don't know, man. I, people have pretty divisive opinions on them on both sides of them. Some people think they're the future. Other people think that you look like an absolute goofball on it. Yeah. So, well, I, I man... I think the scooter as an idea wasn't a bad idea for Boosted. I think the scooter with with what it came out with was ex- it was excessive. They went too luxury. Exactly. People wanted a Camry and got a, a Cadillac. Right. In my opinion, for what they're looking for. Again, right. if I'm if I'm on a scooter, man, I'm our. If I'm looking for a scooter, I'm not looking for a Ducati. 
I'm looking for at uh, at best a basic electric scooter that that functions well. Right. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars for that. Yeah. Right. You're not looking for the Tesla of electric scooters. Exactly. I'm looking to get from point A to point B with handlebars versus point A to point B with right. a Bluetooth remote. Right. That should have been that should have been the end of it. Now, yes, you still would have had a lot of R and D, but maybe you could have gone off of an existing product and changed it a little bit. A lot of companies do that, right? Um, and rebrand it. I mean, their board, their 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 product that they came out with was very unique to them. Nobody else has a scooter that looks like the Boosted Rev. Correct. And well, nobody ever will because nobody ever will. Rev Unless exist I mean, anymore. there's still obviously the small chance that someone buys Boosted uh, at the beginning of the new fiscal year. Yeah, um, I find that very unlikely, but it's always possible, especially when you're not paying out twenty million now for salary. Yikes! Because yeah. that salary, all that stuff resets on the fiscal year. So mm-hmm. they paid out a week to all of their employees, and now they're saving money every month. Hopefully. Yeah, man. I, I think we're gonna hear. I think towards the end of the year we're gonna hear some kind of decision. I think this was kind of a message to a lot of their investors and buyers that boosted is low key for sale. I'm sure at some point it'll become more official, but now I think this open letter started the conversations flowing. I think there's a lot of text messages going back and forth between investors and buyers of, Hey, do we scrap boosted for spare parts? Do we scrap them for like the uh, information and and, uh, yeah? do we sell their intellectual property? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do we just say this is a, a sinking anchor? You know, let's let the Chinese, you know, copycats take over. Right. You know, I think those conversations are happening right now. I think that letter was just kind of the, yeah. uh, we surrender, let's talk. Yeah, it was the parlay to say. Um, and on that note with uh, like Chinese copycatters and mm-hmm. um, people over in that region that have access to the factories where maybe Boosted is producing things, there is a user on Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to list his name just in case uh he wants to remain you know private just to the reddit community right um but if you guys are interested on the boosted subreddit there is someone who is selling parts and he claims that they are factory original they are boosted branded and he has stock of them he won't give anybody information of how much stock he has um he won't provide you pictures other than in a private message um, most users are saying that he does all of his business over text message and PayPal. Hmm. He has an iPhone, so at least you know whether your message has gone through or not. Um, so I guess that's a benefit. Um, but he has like things like motors, wheels, pulleys, motor guards, bash guards, tail pucks, remotes. Um, basically everything except for ESCs and batteries. Yeah, oh man, this is a can of worms. This is a mess. It is a mess. It's going to be a mess. And and is it legit? I mean, that's that he hasn't provided any proof other than saying like, well, here's a picture of it. But he hasn't had a picture of himself in it or his username in it. There's no way to verify if it's actually parts that he's taking pictures of. I mean, I could take parts off of my boosted board, take pictures and go, "Oh yeah, I got parts for sale." And I'm from China. I mean, no, there really isn't a great way to verify it unless someone out there has a great idea. Yeah, I, I, I'm cu- I'm guessing he doesn't have permission to do this. I would assume he knows somebody that knows somebody 
that works for the boosted factory. He's in contact with the manufacturers. I'm guessing boosted has some kind of contract saying, Hey, you can't sell our parts to anybody else. And I'm guessing this breaks that contract. Very likely. So I'm wondering if his, his sketchiness and wishy washiness is because the manufacturer said, Hey, if you get, if you get caught up, we're not going to, we're not going to parts. We're going to bail you out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm, that's part A. Part B makes me think, is this just somebody scamming people from PayPal until he gets caught? PayPal is pretty good with customers, um, prote- customer protection. Um, they're not the best. They do take a while. Um, some banks do tend to do better. However, I did notice he posted um, a prototype boosted wheel that he claimed. Yeah. Uh, a 90, did he say 90 millimeter yep. prototype wheel? I think he okay. said he had certain number of sets of those, and he's selling those for 150 bucks. For a set of four. Uh, it, the fact that everything's going through private messages has me intrigued. Um, I think on paper, it would make sense for him to do it if he was trying to do it under the table and was at risk of getting into some legal issues. On the other hand, it's also super sketchy for handling money. Yeah. Time will tell if people give him the money and the parts show up. I think we're about a trying to time right now. We're about a month away from finding out a lot of those results. After by the time PayPal goes through and he gets the money in his bank account, it'll be about a little little under a month before right. we start seeing pictures on Reddit of hey this this such and such. Yeah, this user. guy came through with my parts. Uh, his account seems to be pretty. Old, I mean, it's active. It's old it's, and active. It's not a. It's not like a new account or anything by any means. Um. But he's he's claiming he's got the stock, and there's people that have already ordered, to my knowledge. So we'll we'll know. I mean, like you said, in a month. I'm hopeful. I think it'd be great if we had uh, a source to gain uh, parts from, because a lot of our local battery guys, they now that warranty isn't an issue, they're not afraid to crack open their batteries and start playing with them to get rid of the red light of death. Some people have mentioned that it might be might be something as simple as just uh, cells being out of balance and you can mm-hmm. use a balancing charger to fix that. So here's something I found for you. Some some juice, some tea. Yeah. So a month ago he posted a photo uh was on the the subreddit of I took a picture photo critique. Um and it's he says I took a picture of a worker in my factory and he talks about it being in China. This was a month ago. Right. So it might be legitimate. I mean it might be legitimate that he's actually in China with these parts and able to supply us, which would be ideal. Eight months ago, Guangzhou, China. Um, looks like he's a photographer too. Uh, there's definitely, there's evidence that this person is in China and has access through factories. Whether or not there's enough evidence to say that he's he should be responsible for possibly illegally handling uh, orders and, and selling right. uh, intellectual property and parts to people. Um, that that blurs the line a little bit, well, it, it, or a lot of bit in some cases. But that's something China's pretty good at, yeah, doing. So you know, I think I'd like to I'd like to see this marinate a little bit. I would love to see it marinate. Obviously, it's still very young. I think he posted this stuff just today, tw- less than twenty four hours ago. Yep. So we still have time uh, to hear about it. I was also very interested in the ninety millimeter wheels. I think. They're unique. Um, they look very similar to the 105s, obviously just a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little bit more bland looking. They look very similar to the Stealth wheels, but a little bit larger with them being 90 millimeters. 
Yeah, I'd love to get some ambassadors' uh, opinions on this. I'd love to read. Yeah, out I'd be some curious to, to know if any of our ambassadors uh, that we know or previous ambassadors know about the ninety millimeters and if they've tried them. Because mm-hmm. it's very possible. But I, those guys are milking a lot of extra accessories too. They had because I'm sure those guys had mad, mad accessories. Yeah, well, and I mean, spare they parts. had all of their test boards that they would use for college campus visits. Mm-hmm. On top of all the boards that they probably purchased themselves and just had around. Yeah, uh, I I think I think at some point we should reach out um, to the boosted former boosted ambassador community and see if we can get anybody in the air. Yeah, or even just on record to yeah, chat up. Talk about life as a boosted ambassador. Talk about how things went down, what they heard, what they read. Um, and overall, I know I know the boosted ambassador that I'm closest with still speaks very highly of boosted. And, yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's, a, he's a great guy in general. Um, and he still is a community leader even after him losing the ambassador program. Right. So shout out to him. If I'm allowed to name him at some point, I will do so. Yeah, I'd be happy to do so. We'd help, happy to have more people on the show with us. Um, to talk about their experiences. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, we'll let, we'll let boosted marinate for a little while, see Mm -hmm. what happens with them. I'm hoping that the chaos kind of dies down over time. I hope that people aren't jumping ship too early and Mm -hmm. they're going to regret it later. Um, but to each their own, I think those that want to sell off their boards, more power to you. And those that need the parts, now's the time because everybody's selling off their stuff. Yeah. Grab it while you can. Grab it while you can. It might not exist. Um, next thing I want to talk about, uh, kind of going off of parts and things like that, um, I want to talk about there's two different companies right now that I think are the top two um, in kit boards. So they mm-hmm. they sell you a kit that you can basically build your own board. It's like a, it's like Lego for adults. Right. You basically plug and play, stick it onto a deck, and you're good to go. Um, the first one being... DIY electric skateboard.com. Um, all of their stuff is torque board branded. Um, they have a couple different kits that are like their electric skateboard conversion kits. Um, so essentially you take your existing longboard deck or skate deck, um, depending on length and you mm-hmm. stick on their pro one pro two or pro three conversion kits and you're good to go. The other Okay. Is Build Kit Board. Oh, yeah. Uh, Build Kit Board, they basically have two different kits. Uh, one is a single motor and one is a dual motor. Um, they supply you with everything. Um, so you get the deck and everything. And to my knowledge, it only works with their short deck. Yeah. Oh, man. So these, these Build Kit Boards have been around a little bit kind of on the low key. And then Build Kit kind of came around... And kind of made them a, a dinner table conversation. So Build Kit, when I first saw Build Kit, I was like, oh, that's a cool concept. Because um, people like me that struggle to even put screws in things, yeah. this sounds like something right up my alley. Right. And then I looked and I said, is there a long, is there, does it come with a longer deck? And it doesn't. Um, so I would love to see a longer deck come from them. I know I've read uh, kind of comments from the owners saying that, hey, it's, it's being worked on. But... Um, I think this meets a really interesting niche of, hey, I'm not good enough to build my own board, but I want the performance that all these DIY guys are pulling up to the group rides on. Right. And I think these guys meet a very uh, interesting and niche um, market. I'm curious to see how and if this will take off in the 
I just want to get from point A to point B to work side of things. I think this this markets very heavily towards the hobbyist, right? The dedicated riders, yeah. And I mean, I'm not one to talk because I think I have, I have five five working electric skateboards at least four or five. Um, th- that's rare, man. I, my concern is that these these companies that have these really niche uh, markets, they're not. I'm, my concern is they're not going to have enough money to eat, and you're you're blending in between two markets, but not in one fully. In other words, you you kind of lean towards the hey, I want to buy a production board, hey, I want to build my own and, and do my own thing. Right. So you think they're not committing enough to one or the other? In some aspects, I think torque boards is it does pretty well with having their own products, you know, motor mounts and, and motors. Right. Themselves. Yeah. They they definitely in my opinion, lean more towards the DIY guys. I mean, it's right in their website name. Yep. Um, whereas build kit is more, this is the DIY board without all the DIY hassle. Yep. And I think people that want a high powered short board will go with a lot of them will go with build kit. I don't think build kit markets themselves like that though, because I don't see them doing as much marketing and promoting as somebody, as somebody like Meepo with their campus two or their right. mini two. I think those guys will end up getting the majority of sales if it's if we're talking strictly numbers and in, in quantity, right. anyways. However, uh, this is a word of mouth game right now. Absolutely, um, with it being such a a young sport slash industry, and I think Torque Boards has a good step up in the name uh, because they they're already famous with their DIY stuff in the electric skateboard world. So I'm I'm mildly but very cautiously optimistic. Um, we, you know, overhead is going to be a thing. How much of this stuff can they keep in stock? How many of these build kit boards can they have ready to go right. out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they do. We were talking earlier. They do save a bit on labor, I guess, by not putting the actual board together. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of it's like plug and play, right? So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if a lot of the ESCs are coming from the factories already pre-soldered, already ready to go. Um, they have some varying specs um, and different uh, things between the two companies. Um, DIY electric skate company they have the pro one mm-hmm. so that has a top speed of 25 ish miles per hour your range is going to be about 10 miles um, and it's all modular so it's easy to upgrade to a dual motor setup in the future if you want to mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of like their base level right so that's your pro one it comes with just the single motor then they have the pro two so this is the top speed of 30 plus miles per hour so this is when you start to get into the more niche environment where you have a lot of range and speed um their range is anywhere from 25 ish to 30 um and they're boasting 5,000 watts of peak power wow so it's pretty good i mean it's that's a pretty strong board um and it's it's all you know custom vesk so it's it's a it's a good esc um Mm -hmm. it's unique and then you can step up to the pro 3 and the pro 3 is where it kind of goes over the top with your top speed. So that's when you get into your 35 plus miles per hour. Your range is going to start going uh, about the same. So 25 to 30, depending on the speed you're going. And this is like the big boy motors. So they're most powerful motors. It's the six, three, seven, four motors. You get two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, These motors are super big. They're so big that they have to use their own custom trucks. So they're 218 millimeter longboard trucks. So these are like super wide trucks. Um, 
so it's, I mean, there's a lot of power there. Yeah. My question is, how long before these suppliers for DIY guys um, begin to compete with DIY guys that are making production tile boards like Psycho Tiller? I got, I get you. Yeah. In general, and, and I'm not saying that you know Cali or Psycho Tiller are taking from torque boards. I, no, I'm absolutely. Just, yeah. But there, a lot of I know that <clears throat> a lot of parts from these guys like torque boards end up in these these boards like Lacroix right. Cali. Um, right. Psycho Tiller. I'm trying to think if there's any others that I'm missing. Well, I know I think West Coast Standard is another one. Uh, Long haired boy, especially. I'm curious before how long these guys go from collaborating to competing. And it, it's going to be an interesting next. It's a fine line, years. and maybe maybe that's the issue. Is one day they'll just become DIY suppliers. They don't necessarily, and and I would argue that they don't advertise their kits as their big thing. Right. But. For the package price, um, it's hard not to look at it. I mean, you, the Pro 3, which is the big boy motors, mm-hmm. that is 1299 USD. It doesn't come with a deck, so you still have to buy a deck, which is, eh, you can get you can get a maple deck from pretty much anywhere nowadays. Right. hundred bucks, maybe. I mean, you could, you could buy a load of Vanguard or something like that if you really wanted to put a lot of money into it, but... Mm-hmm. Essentially, you could buy any maple deck and have it be a nice, inexpensive board. So there's that. I mean, it's it's a different price point. Yeah. A and lot he, of those custom DIY builders, Psycho Tiller, West Coast, all those guys, they're they're building some high-end, like, like custom boards. And those are kind of like the guys that, like, buy, like, an old Corvette and they're like, oh, I'm going to, like, really soup it up and put some crazy stuff into it. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious at how they get so specific. Oh, we're not selling parts. We're not selling a complete board. We're selling a complete board but minus the deck. I'm curious how niche that gets for people that just say, I just want to get to work on time. Right. Um, and again, I'm speaking of a numbers game here. Obviously, there are people that are going to buy this board, and they should. It's the right product for them. Yeah, for sure. I'm saying from a business aspect, are there enough people clicking add to cart to make this this build kit style worth it because right. they're not marketing it the same way as a, as a production right. finished electric skateboard that's my concern i want that i want this to succeed and i want them to do better and my advice to them is hey you have two separate campaigns because you have two separate sets of customers you have one they're saying hey i just need a motor mount you have others saying i want to get to work on time but i don't want this thing to be gigantic and they say right. perfect well here's this build kit board uh it goes really fast really far right it's reasonably priced and um, i would say it's i would say it's it's competitively priced for sure. And it's a way better quality product than, say, like a Meatball Campus 2. Right. Not not hating on the Campus 2 too much. There's literally one hanging on my wall. But you get the idea. I think they're, they're, they're two different marketing campaigns for two different sets of customers. And my concern is if they do this this a uh, little bit of this and a little bit on each side, that they're, that they're going to miss out on a lot of orders. In I my think that's opinion. a good possibility. Um, and that's that ties me into another thing that BuildKit does. Mm-hmm. BuildKit likes to do their boards as group buys. So they, they kind of do batches of orders. They're not just selling one here and there. Um, they kind of do like pre-orders and then they ship in two to three weeks. So I think they're doing it in a unique way where they say, all right, we're going to wait for a group of like 15, 20 people to order. Then mm-hmm. we'll ship it out. And that might be where they're saving some money. That's very wise of them to do, especially for a company that, is normally just shipping out like boxes of parts. Yep. Batteries. 
are extremely expensive and shipping from places like China uh, is is insane. Uh, yeah. Tariffs not included. They um, they're they're doing a wise move. If they can keep the customer service on point to keep good communication with people, that's going to be key for for letting people to be able right. to trust you to make sure. Hey, yeah, that that pallet of skateboards is is definitely coming. Like, right. don't worry about it. Right. Otherwise, you're gonna have a jed board on your hands. Well, and they're both doing something that's kind of similar uh, to Lacroix, where they kind of say, once you get the board, it's yours. But we'll give you all the support you need via Skype sessions, yeah, uh, messaging, email, whatever. So they they try and back up their service and things like that by saying, "We'll still give you good service. It's just going to be you that's doing the actual maintenance." So that's right. again, you're you're kind of separating that line between daily commuter and a DIYer. Mm-hmm. So if you do have an issue, it's like, okay, now you have to fix it. You can't just send it back to you know trusty true customer service rep. Mm-hmm. You got to fix it. We'll tell you how, but you got to do it. Right. Yeah. As long as they're open with communication about that, I feel like that's reasonable. Um, I would definitely say that most electric skateboards that you buy, you should be prepared to do some very basic maintenance. I would say that's probably fair. I, I'd say that's that's fair. Um, not everything. I think there's there's a couple of boards that are very very basic, um, that you can you can literally run the wheels off of those things. Yeah, before. for sure. Um, um, and I briefly want to go over the specs of the build kit board mm-hmm. um, just to kind of put it into perspective uh, between them and DIY eSkate. Uh, so they're single motor for build kit boards, 14 mile range, 3000 watt max power. So single motor, it's got the same VESC based ESC. So it's a custom VESC based ESC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the, you know, smooth controls and all that of the VESC. They max out at 20 miles or 28 miles per hour. Um, that's a lot on that short deck. I that's a lot on the short you. deck. Yeah, that's fast. And uh, again, they they say no programming, no soldering. Everything comes plug and play. So you just basically play adult Lego and put it together. Um, and again, they do the Skype video support and all that kind of stuff. They also sell um, similar to others. They have a Bluetooth uh, add-on, so you can actually have a Vesk app. And it syncs with your Apple Watch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it so looks that's like a plug-and-play adapter, is I think what they call it. Yeah, it's the... Uh, let me pull it up here. Vesk Bluetooth adapter. The, yeah, the Vesk Bluetooth adapter. It's plug-and-play adapter. But basically, it lets you customize your, your Vesk uh, from an app. So it's a little bit more user-playful f- and friendly. Um, and then you get your dual-motor setup. So this is 20-mile range, so your battery's uh, a little bit bigger. You get a 6,000-watt max power. So you're 1,000 more than the Pro 2. Mm-hmm. Um, this uses the dual VESC-based ESC because you're running two motors. Mm-hmm. And then all the same stuff. So modular drivetrain, easy plug-and-play, easy assemble, Skype support, Bluetooth, add-ons available, all that kind of stuff. I That's mean, a lot of power for a it, little board. Oh, man. Is it, do you think it's too much? Do you think it's excessive for what people are looking for at that price point? With the smoothness and control of a Vesk, I think it'll be okay. And for the price of $799 for all of that, mm-hmm. I think I would rather do that over the the Meepo Campus 2 or the Meepo Mini. Or a boosted Mini. Or a boosted Question Mini. Mark. I mean, that's, that's cheaper than a Mini X. Yeah. And I get more range, mm-hmm. more power. Okay. But I don't get the boosted remote. 
Yeah. And that's I'm, my that's my favorite thing about Boosted is I'm the I'm not a VX1 guy. I just like to come out in, in on, you know, my my official stance on the VX1 remote. And they use the VX1 remote. I'm I'm not a fan. I I don't get why people are are just like satisfied with it. I'm sure that yeah. it's smooth. I just man, I think Meepo did it right with the finger hole grip. Yeah. And I think the VX2 light years ahead, man. Right. That that's that The VX1's uh, pretty basic. And uh, Bill Kip uses the VX1 and DIY eSkate uses the Nano 3.4 or 2.4. Yeah, it's not my favorite either, but, you know, whatever. That at least has but a finger grip. I think with the Nano, you might be able to upgrade to the Hoyt Puck. Interesting. I think with that setup, the Hoyt Puck can be programmed to work with that. And that's something we'd, we'd have to look into. Maybe someone that's listening can answer it for us mm-hmm. in the comments. But the Hoyt Puck is is a very good remote it is i have held one one time um and i was i was pretty impressed with it i think it's pretty top tier i think the next generation of high-end diy production boards cali Lacroix, psycho tiller Lacroix already offers the hoit puck as an add-on really yep Lacroix will will let you sync with the hoit puck and they'll, they, they'll send it with their board now do they charge extra for it they do so, uh, I think a hundred hundred USD more. How much um, is how much is the Hoyt Street remote by itself? Uh, I think you get a little bit of a discount. I think the Hoyt Puck itself is like one fifty. Um, but again, it's really super easy to use, programmable. The control on it is just buttery smooth. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. It fits your palm very well. They, it's a great remote. They were doing custom eSkate community remotes where you could do LA eSkater. NYCE boarding and somebody well I know who I'm not saying somebody because I don't know who it is somebody called them out for actually stealing another community's idea for Hoy Street stealing it without any permission so I would like I would like to see I would like to see that matter resolved it's not a huge deal in my opinion if somebody if we did something like that and another company took it I wouldn't lose sleep over it but I wouldn't be super thrilled um, with Hoyt Street doing that so I right. would like I would like to see that matter put to bed because it's a cool idea and I feel like that community should have gotten more credit for it. That said, cool remote. I'd like it. I would use it. It's a great remote. And if I could pair it with the build kit board or the DIY electric skateboard, I would probably be much more likely to purchase it or either of those kits. I think the build kit board will be a very potential replacement for the Meepo Campus 2 because I've always liked the Campus 2 deck, but yeah. I want more power. You want and, more power when now you need it. I'm in that, and now I'm that unique customer says, well, I already got this nice deck that I really right. like. And you, you kind know. of dabbled with some DIY kind of stuff, um, you know, customizing some uh, secondhand boards and things like that. So True. Yeah, I'd like, to see, I'd like to see where these companies go. I'd like to see um, where they are in a year and how their, um, yeah, their product absolutely. line has developed. Um, and another quick shout out to Bill Kit Boards. They still have TSG passes for sale. Hallelujah. At least their website says they do. Uh, so if anybody's still looking to get a TSG pass helmet, Bill Kit Boards technically, per their website, has some. They got black and medium large and XL, the matte black. And they also got an ox blood red, uh, which I believe is also medium large and XL. At the end of the, down in the description, it says shifts at the end of February. 
Yeah, but it says you can still pre-order it. So question marks? Question marks? Maybe yeah. maybe uh, Bill Kitboards can get back to us. Yes, um, but let us know because people are still looking for those DSG passes, especially with the spring coming up. I need an extra one. I'll be honest. I'm always scared that I'm going to destroy mine and my Terminal X brain yeah, will never be, be able gone to get forever. Yeah. I'll be like Spider-Man wearing the bag over my face. <laughs> Brown paper bag, some goggles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just wear a, a skull skull hat underneath. Keep your brain exactly. safe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I need another pass Oof. for sure. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully, Bill Kit still has some of those helmets available. Um, hopefully, they'll reach out and let us know. But regardless, if you do want to get one, that might be a good option right now. Absolutely. I'm going to stalk them on Instagram while you bring up the next topic yeah, to see if they have it. Um, I mean, that kind of ties us into our last topic of the week. I want to talk about what your board of the week is. Okay. I'm pretty confident you're going to say bio boards again. Yep. But I'd like to counter with their boards don't ever seem to be in stock. So how are you ever going to get one? I'm a very patient man, and they're coming out with a new product lineup this year. Uh, they kind of do seasons of boards where they stop spending time and money on one set of boards and do another. So that way they can, they're can they not draining money into an old product while trying to drum up money for a new one. And that's as best as I understand it. Uh, bio boards, I would love your opinion and feedback on it. Um, if I've got it wrong, please correct me. Yeah, it's just very disheartening to look at their website and go, out of stock. Out of, out of stock. I mean, out of stock. There's a few companies out, out there that are currently out of stock. Cough, cough, boosted, cough, cough. Uh, yeah, everything on boosted is out of stock. But they're also out of business currently. So that's my only qualm with BioBoards. I would like to see what happens with their new decks that are coming out. But mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to. It's hard for me to get behind a company with such a high quality product that's always out of stock. Yeah, I mean, maybe in the future they won't have the financial uh, problems to where they have to do seasons of boards and they can just say, hey, here's a board you can buy 365 days a year. Because these boards are so ridiculous that they're clearly made one at a time. Right. To, it, it, well, as and that's far something as I can that tell. LaCroix does. They make one deck at a time. They ship it out when it's done. And they, to my knowledge, haven't had any issues since they released the new deck. The uh, the Nazair, right? Lone Star. I'm curious about the financial differences between the two companies. If there's any investors involved in Lacroix or um, or in BioBoards or BioBoards, if there's taxes involved in Europe that make things a little trickier for, uh, for ha- keeping those stock right. on hand. However, um, they've delivered before. They've been proven to be both solid. Both brands boards. are pretty exactly. solid. Yep. Yep. And. What BioBoards has shown in their development on their Instagram page has me more excited than any other board um, as, as of right now. Um, I, Is that due to the constant development? You think that they're constantly doing R&D, figuring out what they're going to do next? Or is it because... Yes. They're, they're, they're showing new things like a, a, a drive shaft right, or a deck and showing, okay, this is what we used to sell on the, the Thorium. Right. Here's what we're going to have on the next generation. And here's how it's better. Right. So on and so forth. Now, obviously, everybody's going to have questions. Nobody's seen one yet. Um, the best they've come up with was a Ferrari edition that was never for sale. Um, but supposedly, this next generation is going to even top that. So I think it's the end-all, be-all. Um, and I was talking with... Um, I don't even know if I should say this on the air. I was talking with people from BioBoards. Yeah. And I said, I want something that is a 
and I and I named a certain brand. And I said right. I want it to be a, a, an XYZ brand killer. And they said, "Oh, it's it's going to absolutely gonna destroy that. it." Right. Um so I said, "Perfect. When can I give you my money?" And they said, "This year." Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, give give us the money now and we'll I, build I it said, for "I've you. got tax returns. I'm ready for you. Like I'm ready for, I'm ready right. to have the uh the next generation Terminal X electric skateboard." Um and they said, "You'll just have to wait." So I'm so you got to be patient. I bioboards is still number one for you. Yep. But patience is a virtue. In it this is case. a virtue. Ooh, pile boards are killing me. You're killing me. No, check out their Instagram. If y'all want to see what I'm talking about, uh, they're on some next level stuff. Yep. Uh, I am highly encouraged. Yep. You can also find, find them online. Bioboards.se. Mm-hmm. Um, they have links to all their Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, also, uh, depending on where you are, if you're in the U.S., everything's in Kroner. So it's the prices are going to be, you'll have to convert them. Yep. Um, but easy to do with Google. You can at least look at the boards, see what they're kind of all about. Um, and check out their social media. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. I'm, I'm still eager to find out what's going to happen with them, uh, with their new decks that are coming out, but hopefully they can maintain the same price point and continue to make a better product each year. I don't care if it gets more expensive. If you look at some of the specs on these boards, man, it's insane. It's basically a car. They should come with a seat belt. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. They also have a really cool page that I think is unique. Uh, they have a compare page, so you can actually compare it with some of the top boards. Mm-hmm. Um, they got LaCroix. They got uh, Boosted on there, Evolve, Inertion, uh, a couple couple companies that are kind of outdated, but they go over all the ranges, top speeds, uh, decks, wheel size, hill climb, warranties, everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's worth at least checking out. Um, and hopefully we'll see what happens. I found something for you. So their their latest article, they kind of do like little blogs to kind of keep people in the loop. I gotcha. December 13th, 2019 was the last year that they, they posted something okay. in that. So it's been, it's been, it's been a, a hot few months. And somebody in January was like, hey, I'd like to buy a board when it's available. And an admin commented below them. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, this is exciting. End of guys. March, hopefully, or beginning of April, we will release the 2020 version. So there you go, new fiscal year. I'm excited. Here I'm excited. Comes. I can't imagine like the the cost of these boards and to ship them to YouTubers. I, oh man, if I was their they're marketing pretty officer, insane. Yeah, that's a lot of overhead. But anyways, I would almost be willing to go to Sweden and test one out. I was I was I was nearby not too long ago. I'd I'd be willing to go back. We'll have to plan a trip. Absolutely, we'll East, go visit Bioboards. Eastgate Europe, twenty twenty. Maybe maybe they'll fill your your itch. Make that scratch go away. A long, smooth, long, smooth stretch of road and just a board yeah. that never stops accelerating. Yeah. I like it. All right. Take my money. Well, again, Bioboards Week 3. Taking <laughs> taking the, the reins again. You're, we'll see yeah, what happens uh, in the coming weeks. But as of now, Bioboards is still holding strong at number one choice for Terminal Extreme Board. Um. Other than that, that kind of covers everything we've gone over this week. Hopefully, we'll have some more updates coming up soon about Boosted. Um, but stay tuned. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Electric Skatecast. Please feel free to give us comments, feedback, Absolutely. anything like that. Spill the tea for us. Let us know what we should talk about next. And as always, none of the products we talked about were sponsored at not this yet. time. Uh, we're not looking to get sponsors, but if it happens, it happens. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. No Patreons, nothing like that. No Patreons. 
I can't stand that. <laughs> That's another topic for That's another, another day. That's another topic for another day. <laughs> All right. Hope everyone has a great week. And uh, until next time. Happy shredding. <laughs>